Hey all, Josh Kirkman here with another episode of the Le Boogie podcast. Uh, this this time around, I uh, I'm releasing a chat I had with Jacob Romero uh, back earlier in this year. Um, recorded this one while I was on the road, uh, living the van life, and and been long overdue to catch up with J. Ron. We kind of missed each other a couple of times at a, at a few events and never quite got there but it was really good to catch up with the man he's a new dad he's one of the best aerialists that hawaii's ever seen and uh he's a very competitive guy who doesn't seem to be done quite yet so please enjoy this chat with j-rom and uh, a huge thank you to him for his patience uh in me getting to him for this episode all right enjoy Let's let's get into it. I mean, welcome to the Le Boogie podcast. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's good to finally have you, man. I Fine missed you in the stuff. Canaries. Yeah, guy. Well, yeah, I had my family and everything, so it's kind of yeah. like family time. But um, but let's go back there quickly because that was probably the first thing I wanted to talk about and and ask you about. You know, that was your first big competition back into the. <laughs> That was your first big competition back. Um yeah. after your your child, you had your you got the baby, you got like a lot of family time focus. Um how did it feel to get back into competition? Like did you feel good going into the competition or how how where were you at? Yeah, I felt regular. Um felt like I was surfing good. Uh I did the pipeline contest earlier that year, I believe. Sure. So it was pretty big that day. I don't know when I when I compete. I just feel like when I surf, I just surf, like I compete how I surf, free surf. So I kind of felt like I was just regular, normal, and had my family there, so I was more motivated, I guess. But in a in a way, okay. Uh, but um, I went to mental wise before Canaries, and I scored waves, so I felt like my surfing was on par, and I felt yeah. super confident and. Fronton is a wave that I love, and it just reminds me of home. So I just felt good. Um, yeah, it was my big con- one of my bigger contests that year. So yeah, uh, yeah, I felt super good having my family there, and um, I just felt more relaxed, kind of mm-hmm. too relaxed. I don't know. I just felt like I was just cruising. Well, you cruised pretty far because you 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 know you had to go into the trials, which was kind of interesting because you got to surf a lot. Like you got so many heats out there, um, which is kind of cool. Um, but then you just didn't quite get into the main event. Um, how did you feel? Because, you know, it's kind of interesting seeing guys like there was you and Alex Yuranga who who were in that trials zone who normally aren't in a trials event, and then you yeah. guys were just so close to getting into the main event. Like, did you feel disappointed, or were you actually quite happy with your your kind of performance oh, yeah, anyway? Yeah. So disappointed. Oh, you were. <laughs> but, yeah, I was, pre- I was pretty bummed. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm I, I'm I'm very confident at that wave. Yeah. And the last contest I did at Fronton, I think I got uh, fourth. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah. So I was super bummed. I actually tried getting the wild card at first, but I couldn't get a wild card just cause yeah. all kinds yeah. of dramas. But um, I felt confident going to to the the trials, and it was cool having Alex in the trials and Davis Blackwell too. I think was in the yeah, trials. Yeah, yeah. He beat me. He beat me in my heat. And yeah, then I can sort him out later. Yeah, our super our heat was just super slow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was super bummed. I was pissed off. I was yeah. whatever. 
Oh, frick, I know I hate losing, especially at yeah. Bronson. And um, yeah. yeah, I was super bummed. <laughs> How do you how do you kind of get over that? I mean, does does the competition matter to you? I mean, the world's changed so much, right? Since all this, sh- <laughs> like Fronton was in a different on a different planet, really, like to what we're all dealing with today. But I mean, after that event, did you or have you had plans to get back into competition more on the world tour, or has it just been something that's going to play? a secondary role for you for the next few years anyway? Like, is it something that matters to you anymore? Yeah. I'll, for this year, like, I'll, I wanted to do the tour. Like, I wanted to oh. go to... I wanted to go to Rico. Uh, Iquique, okay. Um, not so much Brazil. Um, I wanted to do the South Africa event because yeah. I love South Africa. And last time I did an event there, I wasn't in Cape Town, but I was in Derby. My first time in South Africa, I loved it. And, yeah, um, right that cave rock thing oh but cool I, I wanted to do all that do some events and i wanted to go back to canaries and you okay. know trials if i wanted if i had to do trials apply for walk i had a full-on full-on goal full-on mission like oh you did I okay cool. yeah, i was working um, casual for for valet so i could i could just leave whenever and my wife is super supportive so yeah she'll, yeah she'll let me go chase that oh, that's dream great. chase that first world tour event yeah. will I ever win which i never got yet but yeah sure yeah i mean it's so. been a few years for you though right like i mean how old are you now you're are you the same age as me are we both 36 or wh- how old are you Why, bro? i know your age I still ah! you. how old are you now <laughs> Nah, i'm 34 yeah you're 34 okay come on man it's pretty close i'm 34 um, but i feel like i still feel like i got so much to give bro. like well, i I mean, you yep. do you do still have like a you de- you're definitely still really fit, and I've I've noticed that you've been you've been bashing out some kilometers on the roads. You've been running a lot and stuff like that. Like you still are staying quite healthy and fit. So so you're saying you had actually like a big plan to kind of really put some time back into the tour this year. You were actually committed to that. Yeah, for sure, for okay. sure. I wanted to do some select events, not all events, but yeah, kind of like get back into it, and then we'll see how it goes from there. Yeah, cool. I mean, since having uh, what's your what's your child's name again? I forgot the name. Jax. Jax. Yeah. So since having since having Jax, did you have a? Did that kind of make you want it more, or did you want to stay home and just kind of be a part of that? Because you know, there's a big cost of traveling so much with the tour, right? So, how is that why you were looking more at a selective kind of approach to the year because you still you know, do you feel a bit torn about those kind of decisions now that you've got a son, you know, like it's a family? Like, is it a different mindset? Yeah, of course, bro. That's my, my main priority now in life is is my son, family yeah. first. And then I, but I still have passion to, to boogie board and compete. So you just kind of got to find that, um, kind of navigate through that and kind of just see, see like, because, but you kind of just go, oh, I'm going to be gone like half of the year. When you just mm. had a son, you know, like I wanted to be there. I didn't want to miss out on things and yeah, said he, he's done and learned and stuff. So I kind of like, oh, maybe give him a year or a year or two and then do some events and see how it goes. And if I, I was over that, then I'll kind of just like, ah, forget the tour. Maybe yeah. do one here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't want to be away. But um, mm. Like people say, yeah, they get motivated to do stuff because of their sons and their kids and stuff. I mean, me and yeah, that's cool. But like, 
it just gives you like a little more like boost to be like, hey, shit, I like do this for my son, like, like having him be like, hey, my dad was my dad was a badass when he was when I was growing up, you know, like something. Like that. <laughs> but I'm always yeah, I'm, cool. I'm just motivated to do shit, man. like. So it just gave me a little motivation having a son. Okay. Um, with your with your competitive history, you know, like there are those um. You know, you haven't you haven't had that win yet. You know, like, and I know everybody wants that win. You know, I, I want it too. You know, so I get it. Um, and it's hard to, you know, you definitely miss, you know, when you're at a competition and you feel like you come close and you're like, shit, I was nearly there. You know, like I was nearly there, and it only makes you want to do it again. I right. mean, with your competition results in the past, how do you how do you see yourself overcoming that that barrier you know to the win you know like what do you think you have to do to get there what's the secret or what do you yeah everybody knows bro like i don't i don't like going left (laughs) i I can go left but i'm just not confident as as my right handers but but yeah i feel like if i could go left more in, in competition then i'll have a little more advantage but sure um shit that that um I'll say yeah, last, but that box event is yeah. all right, man. That thing, I fully, fully thought it should have made it in the finals and won, but yeah. hey, and that's how it goes, competitions. But yeah, yeah, for sure, work on my lefts, get more confident. Um, I think that's about it, cause fuck, if I go right, I can, I feel like I can smoke everybody on the right. Yeah, you can, you can. And I, I remember when we had our heat in, um, in Arica maybe 2017 and and it was me you and i think roberto bruno and i was going into the heat and i was like shit i hope it's a bit smaller so there's more lefts <laughs> and everyone's like it's right man jacob's got this one so it's like okay i'll have to figure something else out but um but i mean do you have the waves on maui to practice left so much i mean from my memory it's really a lot of right handers over there right yeah no way maui has Freaking maybe 97% right-handers. That's crazy. <laughs> That's why you see, like, all the guys, like, Chad Militante, he's good at rights. Yep. And yep. Evan Coe, he's good at rights. Jimmy, he's good at rights. Crazy. All the guys, because we just got the right-handers here, so mm. it's hard to practice. Well, what are you going to – how can you approach it then? Like, how do you think you can – work on that then if you're in maui like what are you gonna have to do <laughs> just go and surf maybe shitty whole keep on middles where the left <laughs> where all the surfers go but frick i don't know i can go left like mental wise there's so much left yeah and i was doing good on my left so just i don't know yeah just breaking that barrier of getting confident and yeah that. but at this stage like I'm 34, bro. Like, I'll just go to the events where there's right-handers. <laughs> <laughs> you would have so, loved you know, to get. Hey, you know, before, like, I was just so, like, not shame, but I was just like, fuck, man. Like, if there's all Fs, I, I'd lose already, you know? But now I'm just like, I already accepted the fact that, hey, everybody knows I like rights. Fuck them. I'm, I'm 34. Like, I'm older. Who gives a shit? I'm just going to go right. Like guys mentioned on the on the mic, oh right handers, right hander, oh Jake. I'm like, shut up, <laughs> How many years already? <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah. I mean, so 
let's go back in time then because you know like it is a really interesting place that you've grown up on the the island of maui it's it's had a a good moment like competitively with bodyboarding you know there was a couple of years there where the honolua bay you know competition was a very important competition um back back in well nearly 20 years ago now i mean what's that you're there for the Honolulu. I was, I was, I was there for two of them. They were bloody. It's a, it's an incredible wave, a very tricky wave though. I, I found it really hard to understand what it was doing. It was actually quite. It reminded me a lot of North Point, like with that kind of. Oh. Yeah, there was a lot of timing you needed to get right out there, but um, it's definitely played a big role for you in your development. But mm-hmm. how did your kind of beginnings happen in um, bodyboarding on the island of Maui? How did you get into bodyboarding in the beginning? uh basically my older brother well i oh you know when you're kids like you just go and get a little kickboard and cruising the shore break that's how i picked sure. up a board. but to ride my first real wave my older brother we, we grew up uh where he's still here but lord waihu in maui yeah. there's a spot called sand piles and churches and my older brother josh he he um took me out i had diving fins and a costco mori boogie and I rode my first wave there, and I was hooked. And I was like, wow, we live so close to the beach. I can just go surf here every single yeah. day. After that, it was nonstop. And then, um, yeah, we just kept going from there. Like, before school, after school, bodyboard choke. I used yeah. to skate choke, but then I, I, I quit skating uh-huh. to just bodyboard because I was like, frick, all I want to do is be the best and get good and be a pro and, and mm. do tour and all that shit. And um but yeah there's a huge huge um bodyboarding scene here in Maui but like this past this past uh what is that hurricane douglas mm-hmm. about half ago right if you pull up to the harbor you would have saw guarantee 100 plus bodyboarders in the water in the that's harbor that's crazy yeah so that's like the, crazy. the whole just the whole like falling and out there was like chad chad militante was on his boogie board like to my generation to the yeah. younger guys wow there's so much people here there's so much bodyboarders so um yeah that's that's all you just bodyboard cruise but that's what i did surf every morning um yep. school after school before school i never did skip school to surf so okay. all you kids think about go to school <laughs> you always in the morning or after school never skip school yeah, I don't think I ever skipped school. I would have gotten in too much trouble, but I was definitely every morning and every afternoon there was yeah. yeah, always first there. Um when you were growing up, I mean, there was that time I guess of riding a bodyboard for fun, you know, you're having a good time with your friends. But when was that moment where it did really click for you where you were like, "Hang on a second, I actually can go and be a professional at this. I can actually compete internationally." When when was that moment for you? Yeah, so the, the first contest, there's this guy called, I don't know if you remember him, Tyler Ching Johnson. He's from Maui. Yep, yep, um, I remember him. He's exactly my age, and he was a guy to beat. He uh, had his own signature model with BSD yeah. and whatnot. So he, he was winning all the contests. And and we were like, okay, shit, he's in this contest. Called, we're in the Lahaina Classic. Um, uh-huh. Maybe sophomore in high school or junior in high school. I started late. I started in eighth grade. Okay. So we did this contest and he was the guy to beat and freaking the first year we did, I got second to him, I think. 
But then the following year, it was just like, okay, I'm going to beat this guy. <laughs> and then uh, I ended up beating him, man. Like, mm. when they called second place, Tyler Ching Johnson, everybody was like, <gasps> and then I got first. And I was like, yeah, hey, fuck, maybe I can do this, man. I just <laughs> entered contests and then and go. So, yeah, we just kept entering contests. Um, Jimmy Hutaf really, really was the guy who, like, mentored us, me and my younger brother, and, like, we he just told us what we have to do if he really wanted to to kind of pursue being a pro bodyboarder and that's what we all did and i ended up taking it the furthest out of the group of guys we we bodyboarded with but yeah uh thank you to jimmy jimmy was mm. a guy help me out joe cool cool I mean, getting onto the, you know, moving ahead then. So, you know, you kind of get this win over Tyler Ching Johnson. You kind of make the realization like, shit, yeah, I can actually do this. How do you, as a as a bodyboarder growing up in Maui, like how, how do you, what's the reality of taking that next step to travel to places like the box? And, you know, how difficult was it to get it together? Or did it was it an easy pathway to get the the money and the opportunity to kind of match like how did all that work for you to everybody listening it's not easy you mm. um you get this kind of like feeling like oh i want to be a pro you're gonna make money and it, you're not gonna make money so that's why i keep telling everyone you just do it for the love and if it happens it happens as for me my my path was like do contests work i work at the airlines after high school so i could get free flights and uh -huh. travel and whatnot and i did that and then my parents are like hey you if you go to school on the on oahu we'll pay for your rent so i was like okay that's where you have to prove prove your worth you know basically uh-huh supportive they supported me um and and my brothers and my cousins like you do outer island contests so uh -huh. it's hard but you can do it you just need to work hard you need you need to have a strong mindset and and keep going like Rick. there's times where i would work alamo car rental for like three weeks just to get money to go to mexico Sick. i work a lot of people don't know that i i freaking had so yeah. much jobs to to do this to everyone thinks i get paid jokes of vacation and it's, and it's not no nah. i mean it's, it's beautiful like surfing waves across the country with your good friends but to get when you it's like rewarding because you work so hard to get there and mm. you gotta do so yeah just work hard and keep chasing and that's what i did and lucky thing i i, I was blessed that turbo picked me up they signed me on my contract and it was like mm. hey look man we want you to do the tour so i moved back home and started to do the tour and i lost every first heat <laughs> in about 2009 all the way through Chile, trick everywhere. I lost first heat. No I way. Never qualified till 2012, 13 year, and that's when the whole IBA shit went down. And yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Ah, shit. So I've been through some shit, man. Like, mm. Turbo, was, Turbo was supposed to pay me choke money if I qualified, and I did, and Turbo went down. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's kind of strong, man. Yeah. But um, on that, like, interestingly, I just want to pick up on that um, that point that you said that your your parents said to you, if you want to go and study in Oahu, we'll yep. pay for your rent to be there. So, you, how long were you living on Oahu for then? Because I I think I remember a conversation with you 
I think I was asking you about, hey, man, you're going to go to the North Shore this year? And you're like, nope. And I'm like, oh, why not? You're like, I don't like it. I don't like being on the North Shore. I like, you know, yeah. I'll stay home and wait for Honolulu Swells. So, sure. so yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I stayed home two years after high school and I worked the airlines. Yeah. And then, um, so two years. And then I went to, I, I went to Oahu to HEC and I went to school for, for two years, four semesters. Wow. But I lived there for four years, and um, uh, it was four semesters. Yeah, I needed only five more classes to get. Uh, I was studying safety. Okay. But I, I was like, towards the end of end of my fourth semester, also I was working mm-hmm. um, full time as a valet as well, so I was making money, yeah. trying to support my travel, traveling, bodyboarding things, and going to school full time. And I was so burnt out, so I was like. I couldn't I couldn't keep doing it, so I just quit school, ended up paying my own rent and working full time and I stayed there for two more years. So I lived on all for four years mm. until until Turbo signed me and and after that everything's history. I was on the tour. But what did the did the experience on Oahu obviously it had its challenges, but was it um did it help you in your riding significantly? Like being on that being able to access the North Shore you know, regularly over repeated seasons. Like, was that something that helped you or was it just a pain because it's so crowded? And, you know, like, is it different for a guy coming from Maui to try and get access to waves too? You know, like, is it is it hard to go to Oahu and deal with the crowd too on that, on that you yeah, know, front? Yeah, super hard. So I was, uh, I was, you know, you guys like, I know you guys know I like, right? So I wasn't yeah. even looking at type swells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even looking at... Ten foot. I'm like, oh, off the wall is gonna be too big. Shit. I don't want to surf. <laughs> I would surf off the wall all the time. Like, yeah, four to like eight foot will be perfect for me. Yeah. And I did really help my riding. I was at it. I like hitting like big sections and off the yeah. wall. Like, there's no channel, so it, it helped me paddle out the, without the channel. And yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I wasn't looking for pipe pipeline swells that's why i didn't really even care like to surf pipe i don't pipe's not even one of my favorite waves so no but yeah it's super super crowded and and um yeah it was just real real hard i ended up being like making good friends at off the wall like brandon rosa guys and and then micah all the old school guys and then um yeah they'll they'll give me waves and and um, yeah, that's where I used to surf, just off the wall. And but it did help my riding planning for sure. Mm, so just having that access to like a, because off the wall can have some massive ramps, you know, like a, and it's a, it can be kind of like a slow closeout sometimes too, right? You know, you bottom turn and then you just got to go for it. Exactly. I mean, it's a pretty gnarly wave too. I th- I feel like I I I definitely don't feel comfortable there at all because, you know, you know that the reef is still the same reef underneath you yeah. that pipeline basically has you know so it's kind of it's pretty crazy to be hitting the sections out there like were there any any times that you hit some sections out there where you were kind of pushing yourself too far and like you know hitting it hard or anything like that um nah i don't know i hit so much sections over there i feel like i don't know back in the day like or like yeah when i was surfing off the wall i never used to use a wetsuit i was used to use board shorts so yeah. maybe that was the factor, but yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I wouldn't really thought about like, oh shit, this section's big. I don't know if I want to hit it. I felt yeah. like I just 
to hit everything and prove to everybody that shit, I like to get air, you know. And I saw Jeff hitting big sections out there, so I was like, frick, I want to be like this guy. I never, uh, never really phased me. I don't think so. Yeah, that's interesting because you you do have the reputation for that. I mean, certainly at Honolulu Bay and then also at Arika where you you know you did that T Rex invert, which is kind of like the craziest thing still probably ever done out there. You I know, mean, really, you, yeah, I think I think I get more scared getting caught. That's the only thing. Like I I don't like getting caught, but like hitting okay. a big section, like I kind of feel like. Yeah, I don't get scared. At Honolulu, I get scared because I know I just kind of fling y'all into the flats. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just more scared of trying to land because I got my shit knocked out sometimes, a couple of times. Yeah. Blood too, like that. What, from concussion? <laughs> uh, I don't know, like my chest. There was one time like I was spinning out a little bit of blood from my chest. I don't know what okay. happened. Okay. You smashed yeah. it. It was kind of nuts. <laughs> yeah, hitting sections, I don't really think like shit. This is too big. I never did think about that. Nah. But, I mean, is there any preparation that you do for yourself to be able to handle that kind of impact? Because it is – it's funny you said you, you saw Jeff Hubbard hitting these sections at, off the wall with your own eyes and you are like, I want to be like that guy. Um, yeah. That now makes a, a lot of sense to me seeing yeah. what you've done since. You know, like it's is, would you say that Jeff Hubb – is one of those main influences for you with your riding? Is he someone you definitely took a lot from over the years? Jeff, for sure. Mm. Um, when I was in Oahu, even when I was growing up, no friends days and whatnot. Yeah. But the guy that that I always wanted to be like and hit section sections when I, every time I watched this one wave was Chad Militante. In, um, okay. I think it was in Pillage or... One of those movies, he just got this biggest barrel at Honolulu and he just blasted this huge... Huge area. reverse? Yeah, that's the yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Guys that's are still thinking about it. And I was like, hey, that's what I want to do. Yeah. And I, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life is just get big airs. Cool. <laughs> After cool. seeing that, I was like, oh, he's a Maui guy. So I was like, yeah, that's the guy. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. That is one of the... I'll try and find that one on the on the web and, and connected onto this podcast. Cause that is I mean, a lot of people who might listen to this, maybe can't remember it or, or haven't yeah. seen it. So I'll, I'll try and hunt that down because that is an, a crazy wave. Like that is, yeah. One of the bigger reversals there. But I mean, do you feel like, um, out at, out at Honolulu, you know, would you say that that's your main, um, kind of ground today? Um, that, um, you, you do your best bodyboarding at is that the place where you want to be performing at your best is is honolulu bay that special to you well yeah for sure um i just feel like all of maui is special but honolulu had some pretty incredible moments um there ledges mm. uh harbor but i would say yeah honolulu is the honolulu is a wave that that um you get all these feelings. You get excited. You get scared. You get, you just get so like, amped and motivated. And um, when it's like six feet and and bigger, but um, especially when like there's, so that's the way where like most of these surfers uh, surfers are. Yeah, they're cruising yeah. hard, and um, there's like a handful of bodyboarders there. So like when you can get a good wave out there, it's so much rewarding than going to. 
going to like a spot where there's no one there. Like it, it's it's sick still, but like when you get a perfect wave at Honolulu, like it's just that's mm-hmm. just epic, you know. And especially when like Alder Island guys fly over. Jeff comes here a lot when it's big, so mm. seeing him blast all kind of areas and. I have to like I want to keep up with him, so I got blast all kind of airs too. So. <laughs> it's a it's a special way when it's six feet or yeah. bigger, and that's I like to go for sure. Do, do you um in terms of the lineup out there, is, is it a heavily localized wave? Like, is there a very defined pecking order, like what you see at Pipeline, or and and I mean, where do you fit out there now? Do you have the the position? You know, have you earned that position yeah, out there over the years? I like that question because when I was in high school, the West Side guys never liked liked us. Like we're on the other side. Uh-huh. We used to go there and they used to spin on our, our trucks, throw rocks from the cliff and this and that. And and I I wasn't kind of fa- like I wasn't I was phased a little bit, but I was like, nah, this is this sucks. So I just kept surfing there. We used to get cut off all the time. I think I feel like back in the day it was the the uh lineup was more more ag than it is now. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I can see it at other spots too, like at the harbor and whatnot. But going back to Honolulu, yeah, frick. So I started off from the beginning, got caught off. People never liked us there. And then I just kept going, kept doing my thing, kept doing big airs and all kinds of shit. And then like now I could sit at, I could sit at the lineup and the boys out there would give me waves. They all know my name. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't, I still don't sit, sit at the lineup with the boys. Like, I just like to cruise and just, you know, wait and wait my turn and get my wave. And if mm. I me, I'll go, but yeah, everybody knows, knows me out there and, uh, shows me respect. Like it's sick to like see the surfer say what's up to me because I was like, yeah. when I was a kid, you guys would just burn me and <laughs> not very respect me. And now it's just like, yeah, Jacob hit it. <laughs> All that stuff. I remember who's a big like this surfer he's not one of the boys but he um he's a big name surfer fletcher one of the fletcher guys oh uh, yeah he came out once saw this this winter and i did this airy verse like clean out of the bowl on, on a section and there's this other surfer guy luke his name is big island luke and then he was paddling with uh fletcher and then he, he comes up to me he's like oh that was probably one of the cleanest reverses uh, I've seen, and um, he said, I, I, I don't think you could have ever, something, you couldn't do that ever again. <laughs> something like that. And then yeah. the other surfer was like, just give him one more wave, he'll do it another But <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty sick, man. Like, the yeah. surfers out there, the locals out there, like, they show me a lot of respect, and I'm pretty grateful for that. How many but, years has it taken to earn that respect? <laughs> My whole time since I've been bodyboarding, maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah. Since 2000, I think 11 or 12. That's when I kind of, kind of um, putting my name out there. Guys were knowing, oh, that's Romero uh, doing yeah. big airs and all that shit. So yeah, it took me a long time. Mm. It's interesting. So that's like a decade of you throwing yourself off massive sections. Yeah, and- the thing is that I don't even sit all in the lineup with all the boys. I just cruise yeah. on the side still. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting for people to realize that like it's, it's a Hawaii such a, it's a long game out there, you know. Like it's it takes obviously it takes a long time to to build up that position out there, and it doesn't really happen straight away for anybody. Yeah, um, and it's it's so intense, and it's yeah, it's such a such a cool place. Well, I mean, 
coming back to to the here and now, I mean, you're on Maui, you're working hard, you had big plans um, for this year. I mean, all of that has kind of stopped now, but, you know, you've still got, um, you know, one day the tour obviously will come back. I mean, mm-hmm. is it going to remain your your kind of goal to get back on there and do some of that kind of work in the future? Is that still going to be something that... Oh, shit, what happened? It's not going to go away. Did I just uh, drop out? A little bit. Okay. What What are your plans for the next few years? Like, I mean, is the competition going to be your high focus, or is it gonna is it gonna back away? Um, for sure. I still want to win win a world tour event. When uh, Movement did that, uh, top five guys that never won a world tour event, and yeah. my name was on there, bro. Like, I didn't expect my name on there because. Yeah, I didn't like that. I sent sent them so much photos to run and from from Indonesia and I never ran shit. So I was kind of like, maybe I'm not I'm not one of the guys, bro. They want me to <laughs> showcase, and then boom, they put me on there, and I was like, fuck, give me way more motivation to win an event, and and it's still it, the passion still burns, bro. Like the fire still burns to win a world tour event. So I'm gonna keep going and uh, and as long as I can to try win an event, and I'll feel accomplished after that, but um for now yeah just surf my my contract with number six they they're freaking they're the best they just said hey just keep doing what you're doing you don't really need to do the tour mm. and i will pay this 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 stuff you know i'll give you boards and whatnot so yeah and my my plan is just to keep doing what i'm doing work save money uh travel do some do some events here and there take care of my family and uh yeah make make cool clips Maybe get one big, big 720 air and win this 30 Gs for movement, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I reckon if there's one guy that can do it, it's you. I mean, it's coming into the, it's coming back into the kind of swell season, right? For the yeah, for the North did Shore. You did you answer that thing? Oh, uh, I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I can compete with you guys on that type <laughs> of level. I I need different tricks if I'm going to compete. I need I to. Uh, you could get like a super sick filmer guy like could fly drones and get like this technical like footage of you doing this mean ass air you could win you know so oh, you never know you never you could, know your your videographer getting yeah, that get my get my private videographer onto it no i think i'll leave it to you crazy guys that want to hit honolulu <laughs> sections i reckon that's more that's more your thing i just try to get barreled and then i just that's um, how i do it it's just barrels <laughs> But um, hey man, I'll, uh, I think we've hit a really good sweet spot with the podcast. I think it's been good to finally chat. Um, I really appreciate it. I really loved seeing you back in um, Fronton last year and competing again. I wished, I really, really wished you could have gotten into the to the that main event again and you know yeah. mess up some some world title dreams <laughs> for some other people. But um, no, I really appreciate it. I'll I'll hit stop record on the um on the podcast in a second and then um just stay on the line with me man but um thanks a lot sure. jacob romero any final like um any final thank yous or any shout outs you want to give to anyone who might be listening yeah uh thank you to all you guys for supporting me over the years uh, my wife my family everybody all you guys is that's the reason why i keep going is because all these messages i get and saying i'm an inspiration to them like that's why i keep going and um Keep doing what I'm doing, and uh, yeah, thank you very much, Josh and Le Boogie, for this opportunity. It's been no like worries. four years already for this, but um, <laughs> nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But yeah, thanks to everybody for listening. And um, yeah, follow your dreams and make strong. Mm. <laughs> Epic. All right. Look up, 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 look up,